Welcome to the St Martin's Challenge podcast, where we give a voice to the most vulnerable in our society. Hosted by me, Lewis Owens. And me, Savraj Kaur. Okay, welcome uh, everyone. Delighted to welcome Philip Selway, drummer from Radiohead and a very strong supporter of the Samaritans. Philip, great to have you on. Thanks ever so much. Thanks for having me, Lewis. Ah, it's a pleasure. Um, now, Philip, as much as I would like to ask you numerous questions about Radiohead, let's uh, talk about the Samaritans because I know it's uh, incredibly important to you. Tell us a little bit about how you first got involved uh, and why you got involved. So my involvement with uh, Samaritans goes back uh, almost um, 30 years now. Um, it's, it was a time when I'd just gone off to um, do my degree up in Liverpool. I was, in my, I was a fresher and they um, were sending around all the kind of fresher packs and telling you all about kind of different organisations. And one, one of them caught my eye, which was Nightline, which is the student uh, mm. version of, uh, of Samaritans. And up in Liverpool, um, they, at the time they worked together. So they were kind of, so in this, in this bookmark that they gave, they were just kind of listing the kind of, um, uh, I don't know, traits that they were looking for and potential volunteers. Um, and, and something about that, you know, it struck a chord with me at the time. It's not something I'd ever thought about, but I, th I felt that that actually kind of spoke to something in me, you mm. know, that ability to, to listen and to give people space and to be able to come into a conversation, um, kind of leaving you, yourself out of it, not bringing your judgments into it. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that, that kind of led me to um, applying to mm. become a volunteer for Nightline. Uh, and, and because of that became a volunteer for Samaritans and it became something that was uh, and has been uh, a very uh, central part of my adult life. Um, yeah. I was a Samaritan up in Liverpool, and then I was a Samaritan um, back in my hometown in Oxford. And overall, it was probably about 20 years of being a listening volunteer. And then I became involved in a different capacity with Samaritans, became, uh, I was an ambassador for, for some time as well. And it's just been there that some an organisation very close to my heart and has always been there kind of it, it more in the background for me over this past decade or so. Mm. Um, but it's some it is an organisation that is still incredibly important to me. Yeah, they're, they're, they're wonderful. They, they really are. And um, uh, some of the um, some of the stories that you hear coming out of uh, you know the services that they offer are, are are very very moving, and I think sometimes we we struggle to reach out, don't we? Um, and we we struggle not only to open up but also to to listen. There, there's an art to listening, isn't there, Philip? And uh, it's not always easy to do, is it? No, it's something we're not really equipped with, you know. Uh, and generally, the pace of of life is such that actually we don't stop to listen, I think. And I think one thing that I got from, um, from my Samaritans training was really kind of honing those 
those uh it's a life skill mm. and um it's something that you wish actually it would be marvelous but everybody has the opportunity to to almost go through that samaritan training and really develop those those listening skills and uh i mean would it be great if, if we could become a country of, of listeners wouldn't it yeah. wouldn't it be great and i know that sab's gonna ask you more about the the, the training in due course but yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about the the book that's come out which has been um edited by uh, katie columbus how to listen tools for opening up conversations when it matters most it's a, it's a wonderful book isn't it philip it's something that um you've contributed to yeah. which which we'll talk about but it's it's a manual uh, a self-help book there's testimonies from uh, from volunteers um how, how did the book come about um well the the stage that i became involved in it um i think katie uh, columbus was already quite a way down the line with it mm -hmm. um and the way that she described it to me at the time was that actually being able to take those skills, which you kind of really, really hone and develop at Samaritans, they're kind of, they, you kind of, you, to be a Samaritan, you don't need to be an, an, an expert in mm. any particular field, but you need to come to that, op to it with that openness, openness and willingness to, to open up to people, to, to, to be still with people, um, to give people the space to examine their own feelings. Um, and I think through the book, you know, it was, uh, it was to, to actually kind of boil down all that experience of, of many, many years of Samaritans um, um, training and and just, just those all those conversations that they've had over the years and to actually kind of pull it all into one spot so that anybody can access that um and so that you can actually bring that into your everyday conversations into your relationships and from that you know that's uh it's a it's such a a, a, a wonderful place to then build up much more caring aware relationships um with your family with your with, with your friends with colleagues um and so i think what katie has done there is to pull all this you know from samaritan volunteers from kind of the samaritan training uh approach to pull it all into this one place which in itself, it, it feels like a bit of a refuge in itself, reading the book, you know, you, you feel, you feel cared for, you feel nurtured in it, but it's very accessible uh, advice that, that's in there. And it's kind of, it's, it's setting out the principles of, 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 of the Samaritan approach. And so that you can take that, as I say, into your everyday life does sound like a book that we all need uh, to read. And I agree there is a role for all of us as adults to play in listening um, 
authentically, lovingly, and just being that open human connection, um, let alone to prevent uh, someone doing something that they might not be able to come back from. Can you tell me a little bit about what they teach you on a typical Samaritan's training program? Maybe, maybe give us your key tips so that we can become that nation of listeners. Yeah, um, I think they're, they're kind of what I took away from, from the training uh, in terms of, of actually um, how, how you can, can find your way through a conversation and open up a conversation and make it uh, a comfortable place for somebody to open up to you and build up that trust. I think it's, um, you know, they're, they're kind of kind of six key things. They, they, um, they kind of refer to it as, as the, the Samaritan, the listening wheel, if you like. And uh, it's um, one thing is asking open questions. You know, so questions that 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 don't elicit a monosyllabic answer. So you're asking things, you know, like how, what, where, when. You know, how were you feeling at that point? What were you doing at that point? So you kind of you're allowing people to open up, um, and uh, I think. In, in a lot of instances in our kind of everyday conversations, we can come back with just a yes or no answer. Um, and, uh, and we find we're very effective at closing down conversations um, uh, and actually asking, giving, giving that space for people to explore their own feelings um, through those, those open questions. I think that's a, you know, that's a very good place to start. Um, yeah. I think. I think I know when I I feel that I've been listened to. I feel kind of it's almost like you feel validated, um, and you you feel as though you've been held in that moment. And I think um, another thing that you kind of I picked up from from the training was a very good way of reflecting back to somebody that you, you are listening to them, is kind of summarizing what somebody's saying to you as you're going along, you know? So, you know, telling me that you, you felt like that, is that right? You know, it gives, gives a chance to somebody to say, okay, you are listening to me. And actually, if that's not actually what they kind of meant at the time, it gives you a chance to, to really clarify what somebody's talking about, but it, it builds up that, that trust. Um, part of that is well, it's kind of reflecting back certain phrases, you know, mm -hmm. picking up if, if you, um, yeah, I was feeling angry, so you were feeling angry. You know, it, again, it shows that you're listening. Um, I think also that, that sense of connection, it comes from um, it's kind of like using short words of encouragement as well, you know, um, rather than, I mean, you know, you want to keep yourself, at yourself out of the conversation, but I mean, say, you know, yes, yeah, mm, just showing that you, you are still engaged with that conversation. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that kind of, 
Um, and then the other thing would be reacting, saying something like, uh, that sounds difficult for you, that situation sounds difficult for you. Mm. You know, acknowledging people's um, situation. Uh, as I say, again, it's, it's all part of that validation, feeling, feeling so you're being heard, that you're being validated. Yeah. So, I mean, that's amazing. And I, and I agree, every, everyone should have those skills, but there's listening and then there's also being able to reach out. And I know that there's been a campaign to encourage more men to reach out when they're, they're unable to cope or they feel like there's no one to talk to. And I know this is even more true for Asian and black men for a range of reasons. What can you tell me about the campaign that encourages more men to seek help? Um, I've not been involved specifically in that campaign, but I mean, I mean, talking from my own uh, experience, I guess, yeah. you know, I know when I was going through school, I went to an all boys school um, and it was something that I wasn't encouraged to do, to talk about my feelings, mm. to open up about feelings. I mean, the, I think the, the kind of ideal that was held up for you was that you would be super strong, uh, super self-contained mm. uh, and, uh, and, and actually, you know, I think for me, that's what kind of really chimed with when uh, when I saw the, the, the leaflet for um, Nightline and Samaritans up in Liverpool all those years ago. It's just like, mm. OK, there is another way of being. And um, it, it's something that um, a lot of men do carry through into their working life, through mm. into their adult relationships. Um, and it's it's a very isolating way to be. Yeah. Uh, so it is, and and it's it's interesting, Philip, because there's been a uh, a theme that's been running through these podcasts that we've we've been doing right from the first one we did, and it's been about sometimes the difficulty to reach out, to look after our mental health. Hmm. Um, it, it's, it's very hard to, to do sometimes. Um, what about yourself? How, how do you look after yourself? Because you've got an incredibly busy schedule. You're, you're either recording or you're touring. Um, how do you switch off? How do you, um, how do you make sure that you keep your equilibrium? I, I mean, I've, I've got good people around me. Mm. I've got, um, I've, I have people around me that I feel I can, I can open up to. My, my wife, I've got a couple of friends that I will open up to. Um, I, I find um, actually, and it's taken me to, 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 being in my fifties <laughs> to actually find that uh, uh, that ability to to say actually I need a life out of out of work mm. uh, and and actually when there are um, kind of specific problems 
issues which I don't think I'm dealing with. Actually, it's something that you can kind of just push to the back of your mind. You can, but it's still there. They're still there to trip you up. Yeah. Um, and those, those have been the points in my life where I've, I've sought um, actual professional help then, mm. going to yeah. counsellor, um, which is not a comfortable thing to do initially. You know, it's, it's a big, it feels like a big step when you're doing it. It's a, it's a, it feels like a, a leap of faith. But actually, when I've done that, it has been such a, an incredible, incredibly um, affirming experience doing it. And then actually feeling that I'm taking control over aspects of myself which I felt had been freewheeling at points. Yeah. Uh, that's been a great thing. And actually, I mean, kind of selfishly speaking from my involvement with Samaritans as well over, over the years, I mean, there, there's a bit that I've, you know, it's, it's allowed me to, to feel as though I've been uh, hopefully um, useful to people, but also mm. you benefit as, as, a, as a volunteer from that contact with, with the callers, with um, the other volunteers as well. I mean, you're yeah. there building with kind of like the best listeners that you've yeah. ever had and the yeah. most supportive uh, um, kind of group of people that you, you can ever be in. And I think that has done so much for, for my sense of, of well-being uh, as an adult. And I guess for me as well, kind of it's been quite a contrast to, to what I've done uh, in my working working life. And I, actually it's been, a, that has been a real lifeline to me at points to have something that is just so far removed from that everyday thing of, of uh, being a band. Yeah, I mean, it's so great that you, you feel that you take away something as well. It's not just about giving and um, and there's so many volunteers and I just wanted to thank you and everyone else who takes the time. You don't have to do it to be there for others. Um, mm. Lewis doesn't actually know this, but my own mother took her own life when I was just eight years old. So um, on behalf of like families who've been impacted by people with mental health issues, I, you, you will never know how much of a huge impact you're making out there. But I believe it's, it's huge and um, huge for not just them but their loved ones and everyone yeah so and thank it's, you uh, it's it's a uh, it, it's always feels like an, a, an, a real privilege when you're on the phone uh, in a Samaritan call because you have somebody there who is letting you into the kind of the most intimate vulnerable parts of their their lives and and they do that with trust um, and just take take away from that just how privileged a position that is to be in somebody's life yeah. Even, yeah. even with complete stranger sometimes it can be easier with a complete yeah. stranger it, it's it's the most remarkable thing. Sav, thank you for for sharing that. Um, 
I just want to, to read something that, that Katie uh, sent to me earlier, Philip. Um, it's got some very useful information for anyone who, uh, who may be listening. Samaritans is busy 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and this hasn't changed during the pandemic. Our volunteers have provided emotional support over 1.7 million times since social distancing restrictions began in March 2020. Our volunteers have been hearing from people feeling concerned about isolation, unemployment, mental health and illness, among other things. Now more than ever, it is essential that we look after our own mental health and others by continuing to check in on each other and sharing how we are feeling, whether it's with a friend, family member or a confidential helpline like Samaritans. Our volunteers are always there to listen and they won't judge or tell you what to do. Call for free on 116-123 or email joe, that's J-O, at samaritans.org or visit samaritans.org. Some very useful information there. And I would just like to again mention the book, How to Listen, Tools for Opening Up Conversations When It Matters Most. I just encourage people to, to buy it, to share it, uh, because the message it contains um, is incredibly important. And I just want to echo what Sav said, Philip. Um, it would be very easy for someone like you to, you know, to, to have their own life in work and, and forget about it. But I think the fact that you um, come on and you speak so openly uh, about it is, is such a, a testament to you as a person. Um, and... I know that you have helped so many people just by having the, um, you know, the strength to to do what you do. And as Sab said, we can only thank you and all the other many, many volunteers for the Samaritans that do a wonderful job um, and our admiration and utmost respect to you all. So, um, Philip Sailway, thanks ever so much for coming on. And just if you've got any final words you'd like to say. I've, well, thank you. Thank you to you both. And uh, thank you to everybody who listens to this podcast. Um, as I say, I, I, I can't encourage anybody enough to, to reach out to people close to you and just open up that conversation and, and allow people around you to feel held in that moment and feel held in that care really that's wonderful thank you. philip again thanks ever so much for coming on thank you lewis thanks Sam.